Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. You could imagine how someone lost in the wilderness would slowly, or perhaps quickly, depending, lose their confidence that they'd be able to find their way back to safety and that everything was going to be okay. That sense of being okay, taken over by panic and fear of the worst. Those feelings likely inside Gloria Albright, who became separated from her husband while hiking on a trail in the Little Belt Mountains in Montana. The woman would eventually be found two days later, dehydrated and sleep-deprived, and is now safe. She later told rescuers that she got the attention of the helicopter searching for her by taking off her pants, attaching them to a stick, and waving them around. Soon, her fear of death alone in the wilderness was replaced by something else, as she told the sheriff that as she was standing there in her underwear waving her pants at a helicopter, she began to worry they might land before she could get them back on. (laughs) You see, Cliff, that's something that never happens to you when you sit on a lazy boy chair eating candy bars all weekend long. (laughs) Good point. Yeah, good point. Have I ever, you know, sat in my lazy boy chair, taken my pants off and put them on a pole and (laughs) shoved them around? Yes, yes. Yeah, have you? That's a discussion for another day right now, Cliff. So um, let's kick so the off, the, yes. let's kick yeah. off the music. Let's kick the off the yes. music. Here it's we go. Yes. Cliff, I saw where Fabio, you know, the guy with the long hair and the good looks. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's 62 years old now. I was going to say, he's he's starting to get up there, isn't yes. he? Yes. And um, yeah. the story I read about him is he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber to reverse the aging process. Or at least that's <laughs> what he thinks. And I yeah. read that and I thought, big deal. I sleep in a lazy boy chair to reduce the sheet washing process at my house. (laughs) Weed the phrase code blue is something that no one ever wants to hear over a hospital loudspeaker. It, of course, means there's a life or death medical emergency, usually of cardiac arrest, where emergency life-saving measures are needed. But there's something else that you could hear over the PA that's even worse. And that's a code brown. A mother and son have now filed a lawsuit against the University of Tennessee Medical Center in Knoxville and two contractors after an incident two years ago with attorneys sponsored by the Morning Roadshow Department of Just in Time for Breakfast, seeking both compensatory and punitive damages on their behalf. Court documents show Joel Patterson was in the intensive care unit at that hospital and was intubated and on a respirator, unable to move, when a large pipe broke in the ceiling overhead and a downpour of human waste showered down on him and Patricia Gibson, his mother, sitting in the room with him. As healthcare workers came to their aid, they were coated with sewage as well. Although the crap shower contained to just the one hospital room, the lawsuit seeks up to $2 million in damages. I stand corrected, Cliff. There is something worse than the code blue. I didn't think that was possible. People in that room screaming, stop flushing the toilet, too. I could just I could just hear that. Stop it. Quit. Cliff, out of the blue this morning, and I mean completely yeah. out of the blue, yeah. this voice message was left on our Anytime line. Okay. When I'm cuddling with Carol tonight, Weed, I will not be thinking of you. When I'm cuddling with Carol tonight, Weed, 
I will not be thinking of you. <laughs> Cliff? Yeah. I like a good challenge. And okay. so I'm going to say that tonight when Ralph is cuddling with Carol, yeah, my face is going to pop up into his brain <laughs> as soon as the cuddling starts. <laughs> my face is going to be right yes. there in his brain along with yeah. this tune right here, Cliff. Okay. Looks like a scrap love. <laughs> he won't be able to get that out of his head, Cliff. No. I see that or hear that. So, Ralph, tonight, you know what's going to happen. My face and this song will be your destiny. Oh, yeah. And he won't be able to stop it. He won't be able to stop it, Cliff. That's the challenge. The gauntlet has been thrown down this morning. Let's see what happens. I know. I can't wait to find out. (laughs) Saturday, Cliff, I uh, went to Evansville to eat. Okay. And on the way down there, I stopped at a convenience store. Yeah. And I, somebody in there had one of those uh, therapy dogs, you know, it's got the little vest on and all that. Don't touch me, I'm working. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool, you know, and it was a nice looking dog. And I go down to Evansville and I'm at this restaurant on Franklin Street. And Mm -hmm. lo and behold, like two tables away from me, there's another dog in there with one of those little jackets on. And okay. I'm thinking, what are the odds of, you know, the two places you stopped, here these dogs are? <laughs> yeah. And it's got to be pretty slim. So I get Great. home, Cliff, yeah. and this is where I'm needing your help. Okay. I get home Saturday night, and I'm sitting out in my garage, as I tend to do from time to time, working so you, on world problems. You do some of your best thinking in a garage. I do some of my best thinking out there. Now, yeah. even though it's hot and stuffy in there... I yeah. still think a lot. And I got to thinking, <laughs> let's let's replace the therapy dog with a different yeah. kind of animal. And and this is where I need your help, Cliff. Okay. If someone has a therapy cat. Yeah. And in the same place, someone comes in with, let's say, a therapy rooster. <laughs> okay. With a little jacket on the rooster and all of that. Yeah. And these two get together and start fighting, this cat and this rooster. Yes. Which one should I put my money on to be victorious, Cliff, so I could win something here? <laughs> which which one would you think would be the winner of a fight? Um, rooster and wouldn't, cat. Wouldn't, wouldn't wagering on a cockfight be illegal even if the opponent was a cat? I don't think it is, Cliff, if it's a cat. <laughs> I think it has to be two roosters, I think, is what it has to oh, be. Okay, so that's what makes it illegal. I think that's it. I think the okay. cat's like protecting himself. So which one, Cliff? Uh, I'd say there's the, the rooster could very well handle it. I was leaning that way, too. Yeah. Thanks, Cliff. You, if I win some money, I'll cut you in on it. If it ever happens, I don't Actually, know what the odds yeah, are. You have the opportunity to wager on that. <laughs> Cliff, I'm not entirely sure that this is correct, but I think it is. What's that? If uh, you're trying to get in someone's head, like I've been trying to get into truck driver Ralph's head this morning. Yes. You know, he said that I won't be in his head whenever he's cuddling with his wife tonight. For some reason, he left that message this morning. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's a bizarre message to leave on any voicemail. 
But he did on our anytime line. Yes, yes. he did. And so yeah. um, I'm trying to get into his brain there about <laughs> he's going to be thinking about me tonight. Yep. And if you yep. looked on the texting messages, yep. Cliff, he's threatened me with violence this morning. So I may yeah. be getting <laughs> my feet in there. And and that that uh, threat of retribution came quickly. So I'm guess you you went right to the core there. <laughs> I think so, Cliff. And, I think and it so. Might've, it might have been the muskrat love. Looks like muskrat love. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's got to yeah. be that. I'm taking quite delight in this challenge this morning, Cliff. I will have to admit that. I'm uh, just sitting yeah. here, just picturing. You know, I'm yeah. I'm hoping that it gets to the point, Cliff. Not to be cruel yeah. or anything, but in a lighthearted yeah. way. Yeah. That. It becomes such a problem for Ralph. <laughs> yeah. Me popping into his head along with muskrat love. Yeah. That he has to start coming to work with a therapy rooster at some point in time in his life. <laughs> he has to get a therapy rooster. Yes, that's what I'm hoping for. We, there were many differences in culture, food, and lifestyle in all the various countries of the world, but there seems to be one thing in common. Drunk driving. A new law now going into effect in the country of Sri Lanka makes it illegal to drive or ride your elephant while under the influence. There are about 200 domesticated elephants in Sri Lanka. Many of them are kept as pets, but also a considerable number are working animals. Unfortunately, cruelty is wide, widespread, and so the new law implements several mandates aimed at improving conditions for those domesticated elephants, including mandatory medical checkups twice a year, a required daily bath that might take two and a half hours, no more than four days of work for those who help with logging, and no elephant work at night. And their humans can no longer drink while riding. You know, Cliff, to own an elephant would probably be about as expensive as owning a car. I would say so. Think yeah. about what you would have to feed an elephant. <laughs> yeah, you're you're right. No, and, you're absolutely right. And the cleanup detail there that it would take later on. I can't imagine why anybody would want to own one of those and, well, as just an animal, a domesticated animal. I mean, apparently they it's a, it's a symbol of wealth if you can keep a pet elephant. Have they ever but heard they, of Tesla over there, Cliff? <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that. One of our listeners what? this morning, Cliff, has felt yes. the need to text in and say that they are listening this morning with cotton in their ears. And <laughs> I'm not going to mention who it is, but I'm just going to say, Cliff, yeah. it's not going to do you any good. It's already in your head. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and I'm betting, Cliff, that there is no one listening that had a busier weekend than Bold and Bossy. Down in Henderson, Kentucky. <laughs> Is that that horse? That's that horse. That's the racehorse. I mean, that that uh, if you start looking at all the things that went on, starting with Bold and Bossy, that would be the horse that not only threw its rider and refused to run in the race, it escaped the track and tried to run away. <laughs> It ran down 41 for about 30 minutes until it wore yeah. out, and finally the veterinarian and the police that were chasing him yeah. got him back safe and sound. And I'm telling you, Cliff, if you make that call to yeah. the police that there's a horse yeah. running down Highway 41, <laughs> they're going to tell you to pull over, turn your car off, wait for us, we're on the yeah. way. And you, and you know, yesterday... 
I don't know where this happened, but, uh, you know, our, our friend, uh, Sergeant Todd Ringle from the state police, he caught another horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, this bold and ba- bossy horse. Yeah. After they yeah. get her back and get her kind of, you know, mellowed down, I'm sure she's scared to death. Oh, absolutely. Then the barn she was in caught she on fire on, that night. on fire. <laughs> and some unknown hero came in and rescued that horse, bold and bossy, yep. and a bunch of others in there. And yep. bold and bossy got some uh, injuries in that. She had some uh, burns on her back and on her uh, shoulder yeah. area. But they say she's going to be yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't want to tell people what to do with uh, their animals, Cliff. Yeah. But if that's my horse, mm-hmm. you're going to live a pampered life. From, you've had enough. <laughs> uh, that's We're done with this. We're just going to. You can just sit in a stable and watch the horses run around from yeah, now exactly. on. Evidently, Cliff. Yes. More than one listener is doing something this morning to try to keep us out of their ears. <laughs> oh, really? I mentioned the uh, early text <laughs> message of sticking cotton cotton in their ears. Yeah. And while um, Old Dominion was singing Snap back there, we yeah. got this voice message to the Anytime line. Okay. I tell you what, a lot of people shove stuff in their ears. They're not happy to hear your show. Hey, you know what I found works pretty good? I, I'd use an ice pick. Jam it on in there, Cliff, and scramble it around. That um, yeah, and an ice pick, an ice pick. Yes, it and sounds I, like he's had years of experience doing that. It does sound that way. And We're not the first reason that Phil McCracken has rammed an ice pick into his ear. Yes, and I think Phil's forgot the whole premise of the morning here. <laughs> I think you're right. We're picking on Ralph, the truck driver. That's this exactly morning. right. Don't throw us under the bus. It's throw Ralph under the bus day. That's exactly right. According to a new survey that just came out, Cliff, 25% of couples said their love lives are ruined by me popping into their head. No, no, they didn't say that. No, 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 I didn't say that. That's just truck driver Ralph. (laughs) Yes. 25% of couples of love life is ruined by one person snoring. Now, I'm not an expert on this by any shape, form, or fashion, Cliff. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not as adept at this as our uh, truck driving friend, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. But I'm guessing, Cliff, it wouldn't uh-huh. hurt anything if, uh, you know, you woke up the snoring person before everything gets started. I mean, that would be my uh, suggestion on that, oh, Cliff. Oh, you mean before the romantic portion of the relationship gets started? I would think so, yes. If, I, they're, maybe, if they're still snoring and the romantic portion has started... Maybe they're just not all that interested in you in the first place. I think so, too, yes. They don't even bother to wake up. <laughs> right. And it's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. As you know, Cliff and I know, many, many parents work very hard to help their kids find careers that they will enjoy. They drag yes. them around to skills and aptitude, te- aptitude testing and encourage them yep. to land internships or enroll them in colleges aligned yep. with their interest in mind. Agreed. But a new study in the Journal of Applied Psychology mm-hmm. found that such efforts are possibly and probably absolutely futile. A tendency mm-hmm. to hate your job runs in families. If your parents hated their jobs, <laughs> you're probably going to hate whatever you do, too. And they say, Cliff, that it's not because of your parents' attitude it's the genes that you were born with. 
Some genes spark an interest and make you happy at work, and other genes, if you get them, are linked to lower job satisfaction. I don't know Mm. if I believe all of that or not, but they said that it's true. And the more I read about my genes, Cliff, the worse my (laughs) genes seem to be. I seem to have gotten the, uh, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what kind of genes you would call them. It's like they weren't fully formed whenever I got them or something like that. I mean, there, there were a lot of people who would say that several parts of you are not fully formed. That is like true. Like your arms. Yes. Like your arms. Yes. <laughs> but all of that, including yes. my arms, you, you can, can take t- to the bank. <laughs> you just won't be able to reach the counter. You won't you be able there. to. You'll have to have some help with a stool. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Morning Roadshow Phrases of the Day start with number three. No elephant work at night. Number two, a code brown. <laughs> you hear that in the hospital, you know what's happening. A code brown. And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. It might have been the muskrat love. Looks like muskrat love. Oh, the seed has been planted, Cliff. I can tell you that right now. Ralph cuddling with his wife. The only thing he could think about is Weed's face. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.